With just a little over a week to go before our hometown marathon, the Marine Corps Marathon, we are excited to release this bonus episode featuring a conversation with Angela Anderson, Deputy Director of Business and Marketing for the Marine Corps Marathon Organization. Managed by the U.S. Marines in Arlington, Virginia and the nation's capital, the Marine Corps Marathon is one of the largest marathons in the U.S. and the world. Known as the best marathon for beginners, the Marine Corps Marathon is the largest marathon in the world that doesn't offer prize money, earning its nickname, the People's Marathon. Angela has been with the Marine Corps Marathon organization since 1994, almost 30 years, when the Marine Corps Marathon had just 11,000 runners in the field. In 2019, 30,000 runners participated. Angela is also an RRCA running coach with numerous marathons and triathlons under her belt who has qualified for and run the Boston Marathon and is in pursuit of her Abbott World Marathon Majors six stars. Today, Angela talks to us about how her passion for running helps her make sure that all Marine Corps Marathon participants have a top-notch experience and passes along some helpful insight into having a successful race day so all runners can follow the Marine Corps Marathon motto and run with purpose, finish with pride. We hope you enjoy our conversation with Angela and take away some helpful tips as you prepare for your experience in the nation's capital. Angela Anderson, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about the Marine Corps Marathon. We appreciate uh, you taking the time to join us. So, so welcome to the Run Farther and Faster podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Very excited. Great. And you are actually a, a veteran of the Marine Corps Marathon organization. We understand you've been there for uh, 25 years and you're also a runner and a running coach yourself. So Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, where you're from, your running background, and how you ended up at the Marine Corps Marathon organization. So, yes, yeah, so I'm actually there 27 years, believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> so, of course, I started there when I was 12, right? Like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, I'm from a military family. So, uh, my husband was in the Air Force. So, we trapped course had a PCS a lot and we stumbled on to Virginia because we got orders there and um, like any good military wife you have to be very flexible and find you know move find a new job and different career and whatever so I call it my lucky my lucky day when I stepped onto the Marine Corps base being an Air Force spouse and uh, and applied for a position with the Marine Corps Marathon nobody knew what the heck this is I didn't either. And uh, my luck was that at that time, they just started to realize that they needed continuity and they were looking for a civilian person to take over the, the organization and, and the office at that time. It was uh, mainly organized by active duty Marines. And so they, they transfer all the time. So that continuity wasn't there. And that's how I got into this position. And um, when I got there, or the year before, Oprah Winfrey ran the Marine Corps Marathon. (laughs) And I always give her credit for starting the running boom, especially with the women. So um, being new in the position, I really uh, experienced that 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 running boom that was created, uh, of course, spilled over into the Marine Corps Marathon and, you know, running exploded, so to speak. And so my responsibilities exploded and I don't want to go on and on about my job, but 
I kind of grew up with it. I say I grew with it. I um, was very fortunate to be there at that time when everybody decided, oh, long distance running is not that bad. It's actually fun. And, and you know, we went, don't quote me on that, but I think the first year when I worked there, we had about 10,000 runners and look where we, we are now, you know, with all the races combined, 40,000 runners and growing and growing. And, um, and uh, so did the organization. When, like I said, when I got there, I was one of one civilians with eight Marines. And now at the height pre-COVID, we had 32 employees all full-time. And, you know, and um, we have been the leaders for a long time in race technology. We were one of the first ones that used the timing chip and um, online registration. And so being coming from grassroots, we became really a leader in the industry with all these elements that we offer nowadays to every runner. And so um, me, I'm, I'm originally from Germany. I grew up there. I moved to the United States um, in my late twenties. And so um, I was always exposed to exercise. My father was one that chased us out the door. I grew up in the city and um, in an apartment. So I remember him saying, you know, out the door. So your mother has some peace from all your kids. And <laughs> so I was exposed at a very long, young age um, and kept running because, you know, running it, it's actually, if you consider among all the sports that we have out there, a pretty inexpensive sport. You just need your running shoes and you can go and run wherever you are. And that's what I kept with me all the years. And um, I was never um, an elite runner or a professional runner, never one of those. I was more a recreational one to keep my, you know, um, my mind sharp and stay physically fit and um in in my when my family was younger i only ran the shorter distances because i just never had enough time to run for train run and train for marathons and what have you because the kids just have a thousand things to do and so um my long distance running expanded when they were a little older and then i started to run marathons and I think my first marathon was trying to remember now in 2008 so when I did my first one um it was the Richmond marathon actually no I'm lying I'm lying sorry Philadelphia marathon it was and I said never again and then three months later I signed up for the next one you know how it is so I got the got the marathon bug and so famous, famous, famous last words, never again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not never again. But um, but that's pretty much my my running uh background. And um as far as coach, I I get joy out of teaching, if that's the right word, people how to get physically fit and, and accomplish their goals. I never was a coach. I am a certified coach with uh, RSCA, uh, long distance running. I, I'm a couch to 5K coach. 
but I do that on a volunteer basis. I never charged anyone any money, not a penny. And I just, you know, like at work, we had a team that was interested. They got inspired and they said, oh my gosh, if I could ever even do a 10K. And I said, what are you talking about? Meet me in the morning before work and we go and get it done. And I had five ladies just recently that accomplished their goal and actually went on to half marathon running. And one of them is, is a marathon runner now. So that's just the stuff that I like to do. And um, I, I just like to give back to the, to the um, community. And, and uh, that's what I get out of it. I'm also um, in the 50 states group for half marathons because I thought okay let me let me let me try that one I didn't think I'd do the marathons in every 50 states but who knows so I'm on the half marathon target right now and I think I'm a little bit over 30 states right now so I'm doing that and my goal is to run a marathon once a year I've done some of the majors so I was signed up for London in 2020 and you know how hard it is to get in there. I was so excited because I got in, I got my hotel, I, I did everything. I went with a travel agency that does the, the marathon programs and then unfortunately COVID hit. So all this training, I was so on target and then they canceled, but um I didn't want to do it virtually because I just thought running through the streets of London, that's what I wanted to do and not in my neighborhood. <laughs> so I'm hoping that maybe next year I get back in there. But um, I know I'm rambling on and on and on. So um, no, that's I think great. One, one, one of your questions was, what's my proudest running accomplishment, right? So yeah. I have to, and I don't know, I'm going back and forth. So one of them is I qualified for Boston at the Philadelphia. No, at, see, that's the two I'm keep mixing up. I qualified for Boston at the Richmond Marathon. And I didn't even know. I was so excited that I did very well there. And then my husband said, you know, you qualified. And I said, what? I did not qualify. And he said, yeah, you did. And I signed you up. So he signed me up. <laughs> and I saw so I did run the Boston Marathon. I, my medal I have in my car at all times because it, you know, when I'm low, which normally I'm not, I'm a very positive person, but everyone has those moments. And then I reach in there and I say, hey, I got the Boston Marathon medal. I got the unicorn. If I can do that, I can do anything. So that's one of them. And the other one is we can never run our own races here at the Marine Corps Marathon because we work, right? So there's no way we can even do the 10K. But when we had COVID um, in 2021, when we got canceled so close to race day, it was devastating to us. We were all like, what is this? So I needed an outlet. And I said, okay, I am running the trifecta virtually. And you know how hard it is when you're out there on your own. And, 
and, and training and all that. So I actually did the trifecta, meaning running the marathon distance, the 50K distance and the 10K all within one month. And I actually acted like I'm a true marathon participant because I did book a hotel in DC I, with, with the two large races. So I stayed up there and I ran the original courses which the only uh, piece that I couldn't do with the marathon and the, the 50K was the 14th Street Bridge because it's closed. So I went on the bike path next to it. And I finished all three, like I said, within a month. And I feel like looking back and what I went through with the hardship of, of the cancellation and then being out there hunting for water because everything was closed down you couldn't get a porta party you had nobody out there i i don't know i feel almost it's a bigger accomplishment than the other one yeah <laughs> <was> crazy <laughs> when you're out on the course you get water you get you know all of the amenities that a, a race like marine corps marathon um, provides you well obviously you have such a perfect background and perfect experience for somebody who works with the Marine Corps Marathon organization and puts on a race like this. So tell us what your job title is and what you do as part of your job. Okay, so my job title now changes every five minutes. <laughs> now my job title is Deputy Director of Business and Marketing. And uh, for many, many years, I was deputy director, period, because I was overseeing all four branches. We have uh, operations, which is my love. I love operations, logistics, business, and sponsorship and marketing. So I was literally the, the one overseeing all those. Uh, my up chain is the director of the Marine Corps Marathon, which it still is. And so um, the breakup was because we just had, we decided that we follow what the base guidelines are. The Marine Corps base revamped their, their organizational charts and what have you, and we just followed because all of them have two deputies. So now we had to have two deputies and that's why that changes. Um, what, I'm, what I'm doing pretty much is on a strategic level um, forecasting what we are doing as far as registration, um, all the planning for the events, the planning for the expos, which is a big deal because we have two of them. And then of course, the whole sponsorship charity and marketing um, in, in the organization. So that's pretty much what I do. Um, it's very exciting. It's never a dull moment. And it's, it's just, you know, a very, very rewarding job. So call me whatever you want tomorrow. I still want to do it. <laughs> well, your job has certainly changed a lot since you first started working for the organization 27 years ago. And one observation um, I made while listening to your story is I think it's pretty incredible that you were probably one of the only runners in, that we would know of who spent... Um, an inordinate amount of time directing a race before even running a marathon yourself. So I think that's really cool. And as a result, um, and now you can say for the first time that you've also run all three Marine Corps marathon courses um, in your position as a deputy director. 
What advice do you have for those who are running the Marine Corps Marathon, either for the first time or for everyone out there in a long time? Because of course the race hasn't happened for a few years. What advice do you have for this year in particular that you would like to share? So first of all, you know, like I, what I always say is get out there and have fun. Don't overthink the whole thing. And, you know, hope, hopefully everybody trained efficiently because that's my thing all the time. You know, there's so many out there that say, okay, I can run a marathon. Uh Yes, you might, but do you enjoy it the same way as you train for it and put your, your mindset toward it? Um, The other thing is, you know, we never, we never had no events at all out there. Um, when, when COVID hit in 2020 and then continued 2021, when many race organizers had to say, we have to seize everything we do, we never stopped. We kept our races um, on the Marine Corps base. We uh, of course had COVID mitigation, but we sharpened our skill set because of that. So we never had a gap where we had nothing going on. And I think that will spill over into this year's race planning and execution. Uh, The runners will feel hopefully no void, nothing that's a miss out there. We are providing the same safety, security precautions, the same awesome support from the Marines that we have done all the way up to 2019. And this is the message that we want to give the runners that are coming back Uh, We have a very loyal um, runner base. It's amazing where when we went through this, they they stuck with us. They ran our virtual races with us. We stayed in communication. We we went into the communities. We kept that momentum going. And we want to assure that the runners that come to the live race now know this and continue with it and trust us. And it's going to be just fine. Angela, do you expect, you know, because we had the break during COVID, at least of the, you know, the big races and um, people are just starting to get back now. Do you expect to be back up to capacity, up to back up to 40,000 again for for 2022? So uh, we evaluated that very carefully. And, you know, we have leadership like anyone else. Our boss is the Marine Corps Commandant. And so we were rehashing um, What's the best? How do we provide the safest, most secure and sound uh, marathon? So we did tweak the numbers a little bit. Our mantra, if you want to say, and we've always done that, but specifically for this year is quality over quantity. So we did cut the race field. We made it a little little smaller for all three events. And... uh, hope to provide the same experience to the runners that we, what we've pr- provided before. One of the issues that runners have struggled with over the past, um, I would say at least decade, we've noticed is um, understandably there's been a significant increase in security and there appears to be um, sometimes a backlog where runners struggle to get to the start line on time, even making their best efforts to get there early. What advice do you have for runners in planning ahead to ensure that they get through security in a timely manner and get to the start line with uh, while minimizing stress? Right. You know, that's one of my things too. I uh, When I run a race, 
I always, for me, to keep me calm on the race morning is to find a hotel near the start line. So I don't have to travel that far. It gets the anxiety level down for me. So that's some of, that's one advice I give. Uh, try to stay near the start. Um, check out all the information that's out there. We have an MCM app that we push out uh, the beginning of October. I advise every runner to download that. Check our website, um, read all the communication we send out. We have just, um, we have newsletters, we have direct messaging, we have text messaging that we use. And we give all the updates as far, uh, Metro, you know, we are in the nation's capital. So just the other day, we learned that the yellow line for the Metro it might be, is down, but might be open the week before the marathon. Keep your fingers crossed. So that information is out there and we will, let's say they, it's delayed further, then we have to change our messaging and inform all the runners. So my takeaway for this is be cautious, read what we send out, don't just disregard it. And you know, one uh, beautiful thing we've done this year, and we just had a press conference about that last Monday in National Landing, which is the former Crystal City, where we uh, revamped our, and you know this, your runners, you ran our marathon before, where we had Runners Village in the Pentagon. We shifted that out to uh, National Landing, literally on Eat Street near the Pentagon. We call it Runners Village Gateway. So it's more convenient for the runners. They now have two Pentagon Metro stations they can travel to. Um, and then there's also the parking garage, it's Pentagon Fashion Center available. And we have the buses that are on 23rd Street in National Landing, taking all the runners to the gateway um, at Runners Village, and then they can walk over to the start line. So the first screening point is right there. So if they really time their arrival, time carefully there should be absolutely no problem getting to the start line on time that's really great to know about that change because that is like you said for runners like us who've run it many times that's a significant change that um that hopefully will alleviate those those weights but also that people should be aware of so when, when planning and i think your advice first on the hotel is is very very relevant like you said takes takes away some of the stress and um, second of all, reading all the communications and making sure that people look through the website and, uh, you know, and, and get all the details ahead of time. Were there any changes? The last time I ran was in 2019 and I ran the 50K, which was the first year of the 50K. Um, yeah. that you had had the 50K and we had a lot of rain, um, but it was actually a great race. And, um, you know, the one, um, you know, the one thing that we noticed is 50K runners and we came back in, we merged back into the marathon. We were, you know, back in pace groups or with paces that were much slower than what we were running. And I know that was some feedback that a lot of the 50K runners had. Did you make changes to the 50K this year to, to change that, like where they merged in and the timing? Yes, actually we did. We listened to you. We knew this was a problem in 2019. Uh, we observed and again, we always listen to our runners. There's never a negative here. It's all positive and constructive criticism. And so immediately we rallied and looked at that. And we will have 
that merge a lot better where you just basically have one lane for the 50k people to continue on in their pace that they had when they merge in that's awesome yes Love that. and, and we do appreciate as runners we know we've julie and i have both run Marine Corps was my first marathon in 2000. So it's been over 20 years of running Marine Corps through the years. And we've always noticed that the Marine Corps marathon always listens to, to runners and has always made really positive changes throughout the year. So we're glad to hear that that's continuing um, this year as well. Yep. Never, it will never stop because that's, you know, that's why we exist. So we answer the phones. We have a customer service team sitting there and they do nothing but answer emails, share the information, we provide feedback, and we send out what, what we send out what we know the next day to all of our runners. You all truly embody what the Marine Corps Marathon is, which is of course the People's Marathon. And, and you yes. embody that by the way you work. And, and similarly, it was also my first marathon in 2000. And um, I actually had a chance this week to talk with um, a Washington Post writer, Kellen Soon, about um, my experience of Marine Corps being my first marathon and it was generally a positive experience. And when it was negative, it was no fault of Marine Corps. It was just, you know, the first marathon is always tough. And uh, Lisa and I both believe that if anyone out there is looking for a first time marathon experience, Marine Corps marathon is the best because the course is so well supported. It's such a wonderfully organized race and your communication is top notch, which helps to relieve the nerves that often accompany first time marathoners. So to that end, um, you provided some insider tips on running the marathon, but we would love to hear some additional tips that you would provide specifically for first time marathoners running the Marine Corps Marathon. So yeah, you are definitely correct. We are the People's Marathon and we are also known as one of the best first time marathons. And um, I didn't pull the data yet, but last week our business manager shared that we had again a very high percentage of first-time runners out there again I think it was up close to 30 percent which is significant and um, you know that special excitement that these runners have begins with the expo so Brooks is excited to hear that because they know first-timers buy a lot of stuff because it's their first race and so they said oh here we go again. We better beef up what we have because we know the ladies come out there and they want to buy all their stuff, their first marathon and all that. So number one, go to the expo, buy your things so you can bring them home, home and share on social media what the accomplishment was. And then, um, you know, I can only stress over and over how well organized we are because we do, we are very fortunate. We have over 3,000 uh, Marines and sailors out there and civilian volunteers that are very dedicated. We have a volunteer database uh, and many, many return volunteers that come year after year, they know what they are doing. And not just the, the job or the skill set, it's also they know what they are doing to cheer the runners on. So it's a fest out there. And uh, we want the first timers to know that, that they are definitely well supported on the course, at the start area, on the course, during their race, at the finish line. I mean, we don't let anyone, we, we never leave anyone behind. That's a marine model, so that's not happening. And, you know, I always say 
the, the race is not about us who organize it at all. It's about the, the runners out there and the Marine support, the sailors on the aid stations, the young Marines standing there at the finish line, putting the medal around someone that has never seen a Marine before maybe, you know, that are not exposed to the military and they come back and say, wow, not alone was this my first marathon. I also saw what these young men and women do that really protect our freedom. And by the way, this young guy put the medal around me and kissed me on my cheek. And I just had the greatest time out there. And that's, that to me is what I want to share to, with those first timers. That's my, actually my memory from my first marathon. That was my favorite memory. It was crossing the finish, like coming up the hill, crossing the finish line and the Marine giving me my award. And I think he gave me a hug or something. It was such a great, that was, that is definitely something that, that sticks out in my head. Do you, shifting gears just a little bit, do you have any tips? I know, you know, you, you don't get to run the race every year and you're busy working it, but what about tips for spectators? What, what are your tips for spectators who are coming to cheer on the runners? Yeah, uh, our spectators are fantastic too, because, you know, you can catch your runner in so many areas and they do. Um, we put on our app actually a page for spectators where we give them ideas what metro uh, lines to use, where to best see a runner, which is usually at the National Mall, because you can see them on, my, on, on mile marker 19, 15. You can see the 10K, you can hop on metro or you can walk over if you, if you want to walk a little bit on that day. But I've talked to... Um, I just talked to a lady the other day. She comes up with her whole family all, every single year. And uh, she says it's the easiest way to spectate than what she experienced with any other races. And uh, yeah, I, I say it's very, very spectator friendly. It absolutely is. And um, we like your, your suggestion for spectators and runners. Uh, you know, the app has all of the information. And um, like you said, make sure you read up on the information and you're putting out so much good information that runners should take, take advantage of that. Um, well, this, this has been such a great um, opportunity to talk to you. And, um, you know, we really appreciate your 27 years of experience <laughs> and knowledge inside the Marine Corps Marathon organization. You don't often find, um, you know, people who have that much uh, experience and have seen so much growth in the organization and have seen the changes and have been there to implement those changes. And like you said, listen to the feedback of the runners. So we really appreciate you taking your time today. And we, um, we are not running it this year, but we'll likely come out and spectate as we have runners and we have friends that are running. So we will be spectating. We like to go to, you said Crystal City is now being called, what is Crystal City now being referred to? National, national landing I have a hard time too yeah I didn't know that that's so we will come out to national landing and yes. spectate there but um we really appreciate it what are you running any are you running a fall marathon this year I am not sure yet if I'm running a fall marathon this year I had I I like the vacation races the half marathons that are out there now yeah, And we just did a half marathon in Colorado um, the end of July. And I have my eye on another one in December. But I, I want to, or I'm starting to train. And you know, I'm older. For me, everything takes a little longer uh, for the London Marathon. I just, I have to be positive. I know people say, well, you might not get in there. No, no. I will get in there. 
that's what I'm saying to myself. Well, we hope that you get into, into London. And again, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much, Angela. Thank you so much for listening to the Run Farther and Faster Boston Marathon podcast. We want to give a special thanks to our editor, Aaron Bryan. And if you enjoyed this episode and enjoy listening to our podcast, please share it with others and please leave a review if you haven't done so already on iTunes. Thanks for listening and have a great week.